and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Dan. Chris. Lee. We've seen some cars running. We have. Does that mean it's like happening? Yeah, it's, it's coming. It's 2019 now. It's it's really Happy a thing. Year. Formula One is coming, Formula One is coming, Formula <laughs> One is coming. Yep, it's not the proper Formula One season until you've seen the flatbed truck. <laughs> and we have seen a flatbed truck, although did it? Who, did anyone go off today? Oh. We had a bit of a bet, didn't we, last, um, last week? Grosjean was the first one to be on the flatbed. Kimi got a tow. He was the, fir- he was the first off. Yeah. Kimi. Kimi. Seb tried. That was a nice little spin yeah. that he did on the chicane. Hmm. Hamilton tried as well, didn't he? Went well wide at one minute. Well, one, one minute, one point. Was that when he was trying to overtake Kvyat, who no, was no, blocking he, him for think, about three I think, laps? I think it was just on a, he was just on a lap. He went well wide. Um, but Formula One 2019, <laughs> there are cars on tracks, or cars on track. We have seen nine mm. different cars. Your Williams didn't quite make it. Mm. And, and when I say didn't quite make it, what I mean is Williams didn't, didn't make, make it. it. They've missed the plane. Uh, literally. The car is still in Grove. I think they've missed all the other tools as well because apparently they're not going to finish building it until late on Tuesday. Mm, no, Rob Smedley left. <laughs> Sorry, I've never won for the Rob Smedley bashing. It was just a low-hanging fruit. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. Needed, needed taking down. Needed taking yeah, yeah, down. That, that reminds me. Cross your legs. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, it's not low-hanging. It's just long. It's it's a little bit. Uh, it's not disturbing yet. I mean, if it be, if it if it becomes the the point that Williams missed the whole of the first test, well, that's disturbing. It's pretty disturbing when you've only got eight days of testing, eight days to prove all the concepts of your car, shake them down, test anything you need to, and they're missing two of those because they've not got the thing finished yet. At least two. I, At I current time I, of recording, it's I two. I do not yeah. believe they're going to make this te- the, the, this test. Because so it's Wednesday the last day, isn't it? When? No, Thursday. Thursday. Four, it's, oh, it's four days. It's tests. a four day. Right, okay. Maybe then. So, so there's there's two things could have happened. One is they've royally screwed things up. Mm-hmm. The other one is at the last minute, even if it was at the last minute a few months ago in the design process, Yeah. someone's come up with an idea that's really pretty good and they've delayed everything and it's worth losing two days of testing yeah. to get this done. But the... The noises coming out from um, various media outlets, sources at Grove. This doesn't seem good. No one's saying, yeah, this is, this is going to be good See, when it's the track. I mean, right, first to first comparison is, at the minute, Braun missed the first test and everything was fine. Braun missed the first test because they had a brand new engine that yeah. they needed to get fitted in two and weeks that's, before. That's the thing. That was a rear-end redesign. Yeah. Other teams that haven't built the car in time for the test, Manor and HRT. And McLaren. McLaren, where the Prost and Senna McLaren, that fucking blitzed everything. That wasn't as much of an issue in those days because you were allowed to test... Well, During when, the season. Whenever yeah. you, whenever you yeah, wanted. Yeah, 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 of course. You know, they had the first official pre-season test mm-hmm. where F1 hired the circuit yeah. and then you could hire whatever circuit you wanted and run your own sessions. Yeah. Don't forget as well, Williams, I think they still have a filming day in hand, don't they? And they're quite keen. Was it last year they booked Barcelona for a filming day just as the test finished? Mm. Yeah. So don't be surprised. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they, they filmed on the Friday. Like I do, I know there must be some value to it because the te- the teams do them, you know, round testing. Of as course, well. there is a little bit. But of value when you to can them. only go into third gear and you've got to you run wet tires on a dry circuit, I do wonder what the actual value is. 
there'll be some there'll be certain things they can shake down in in you know, very basic things they can I shake think down. they've systems but I, yeah. I, I, I there's surely there can't be anything you can do performance wise because no. it's it's not even going quick enough to get proper I, load on the I car. can see the value in doing it like the day before testing yeah does make sure work? the car is works. everything screwed yeah. together right remember McLaren yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah any rattles yeah but after the testing possibly more limited yeah i think the biggest worry is it worry is the um the you've got a rookie driver who's come from gp2 to formula one uh in george russell and you've got what i personally think is the biggest gamble of a, any well, of any team you've, in you've the history of formula got one two rookie drivers yeah 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 um, for, well, no, you got two, two, two rookie rookie drivers, and one of them's physically impaired. It's not. It's mm. not an <laughs> ideal situation. Every lap of testing those guys get is yeah. good. Well, every lap, every lap you can get under um, under your driver that you might have questions on how he's going to hang on during races. You know, do you know what I mean? It's not not ideal. Um, I mean, like I say, I'm not going to push the panic button for Williams until they get the car there. But I am confused as to when you're building a Formula One car, what difference two days can make. Do you know what I mean? At what point does that car stop being stop being unfinished like it was unfinished yesterday and then in two days' time, B's finished? <laughs> yeah, mm, I know what you 48 mean. 48 hours. Well, it does kind of depend if they're still building bits of it. If it's still coming yeah. out of the carbon fibre printers, printers, or yeah, weavers or whatever they do. Wouldn't you have thought if I, I yeah, but wouldn't you have thought because in general the cars are built at the track, so well yeah they have to assemble the, the car at the uh, they're the assembled factory. at the track, but the parts are yeah built sh- sh- somewhere else. But you would have thought that there'd have been something there. Right now, like you said, because I thought at least the car was there, but you were saying it was the show car. Yeah, that w- that was the car that was at the launch, which yeah. is a 2018 car with the 2019 basic aero package on it. The garage even rigged up. You know, with the computer monitors and stuff like that, the the garage isn't set up for the team. Well, there's no point if there's no nothing there for them to plug it in anything well, that, into. Well, that suggests to me that they're not going to make the first test and this is a PR exercise. Well, every, everything everything that they would normally have there, it wouldn't surprise me if they've got it at the factory because they're monitoring what's going on with the car. No, because remember the um, when we were at Mercedes and uh, Felix told us that when we were there, when, when, when was it? A year ago last week. A year ago last week. Yeah. And they, they were... They'd already sent, like the team over. You know, like they'd sent the data, the, the data people and stuff like to go and set the the pit lane up. Mm. You know, because don't forget these things aren't flown over there. They're stuck on a boat and then they're, they're shipped across on the on the back of a lorry. So, you know, it seems weird. It's, uh, I could accept that parts need to be flown out. But I don't understand why the team's not there. That's why yeah. I, I'm still convinced. Um, I know you, you were saying before that the actual the rocket phone thing, the, the company behind them isn't exactly a new company and they do sponsor other things as well. But it this screams to me that a, a lack of funding from somewhere. Maybe. I mean, the rocket deal was done quite late by all accounts. Um that's not a pun. Over a bit, over a bacon bap with HP sauce, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I'm tired of bullshit Formula One stories. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you seen get, getting off on a tangent for a second? But it's my favourite Twitter account at the moment. It's called the It Didn't Happen Awards. No. No. And what they do is anything that looks vaguely bullshit, like my three-year-old turned to me after his dad left and said, don't worry, mum, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> they call out tweets like that, and then they give an award to the best, best slash worst one of the yeah. year. I'll send, I'll send you the link. It's, it's just... It's, it's just it is my favourite Twitter Sounds account these good. days. Back on brand, I'm a bit of a fan of the Autosport bot. <laughs> oh, the Autosport headline generator. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Raikkonen prefers shredded wheat over Weetabix with what? vodka. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but one of them got me. One of the, one of the it was like it was like an onion type headline, and one of them got me until I realised the Autosport logo was upside down. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! But going back to Williams, it's either a financial cock up. Or something in a department where the book stops with Paddy Lowe has got something badly wrong. Because he's not there. He's not in Spain. No, he is, he is at the moment in Grove. And this, this is his thing. This, this is what he's in charge of. And he is very conspicuous by his absence from anywhere. Yeah, it is him, but I am... Um... He's been there long, long enough to have complete control over this year's car. No, it's a, it's a team's many people. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not the in in the same way as Adrian Adrian Newey gets a lot of like like admiration for the cars he builds, the car that he builds with two hundred people stood beside him. Yeah, but don't forget, Paddy Lowe is actually in charge of the engineering department. Yeah, no, but if thing if things are going wrong, you, you're don't forget, he's an engineer that is going to rely on other engineers around him. But, well. but, but he's the chief. But he's also a manager. Yeah, yeah, but if you but if you've got if you've got a team which has gone through financial troubles and they've lost all the good people, do you know what I mean? There's no well, you can't you, you can't give them a load of rabbits and expect to come up with a Formula One car. No, but you're still expected to deliver a car on time. Paddy Lowe did oh, Ma- not. Well, March did, did. Oh no, they were hers. No, but he joined a fucked Williams. That's the problem. Do you know what I mean? It's you, you can't you you can't have. It's the same as the the Smedley thing. Um, Rob Smedley didn't go from being from being at Ferrari to um, to Williams and forget how to be an engineer or a strategist. Uh, Paddy Lowe hasn't gone from a world championship winning Mercedes to Williams and forgot how to be an engineer or a um, director. This is much deeper in Williams, and I, I personally think the book stops with Claire Williams. I don't. I. I I don't believe the management of that team is working. Something definitely isn't working. Mm. Although, moving on to things that were working, Mm. um, 11 drivers did get out on track today. There was a couple of teams splitting sessions. Yeah. Um, Good to see how close they are in relative... I know we can't take anything from the first day. Good to see how close that pace is. And it's, it's less than two se- or just over two seconds from first to 11th. Yeah. And what has come out is the testing times are faster than last year's. Yes. When everyone thought the cars were going to be slower because of the changes in aero, mm-hmm. which the teams were, I think the, the phrase that was used over the winter was desperate to claw back. The, the teams clearly didn't believe that, though. 
They, do, you, do you know what I mean? They clawed it back and then some by the yeah. looks of things. Yeah, this two, this two second deficit was never officially denied. So, don't yeah, be, you know, don't it, believe oh, it until well, it's, it is. it's just, I mean, especially when it came from Ferrari, and I said, yeah, they'll be about two seconds slower. And it, as soon as I heard Ferrari say that, I thought well, that's an interesting thing to say. You know, it's because if if they truly believe that, then they've just given their pace away, and yeah. it was clearly. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> this would be Ferrari that was two seconds a lap faster than last year's testing yeah. time. Yeah. That's rapid. I mean, I don't know how much of that is tyres. What, what, what's the situation with the tyres? We don't uh, know because they're new tyre compounds. <laughs> well, appa- apparently the, um, the new tyre compounds, people think that there's going to be less shouting about them between the teams. That Good. I, do, I hope so. I don't want another year to talk about fucking no. tyres. Tires go on the wheels, so you know that's it done. Well, they're using all, they're making all five dry compounds available mm-hmm. for the testing, C one to C five, or as somebody said on Twitter, C three PO. Yeah, C four is the most explosive. Yes, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of silence for that joke. Absolutely, yeah, that got that got that a titter. Was, that was pretty good. <laughs> Um, and I can't, I can't remember which order they're going. If it's been practicing, I haven't actually. <laughs> It's the ones that I practice that usually go wrong. I can't. I can't remember if any of you guys can. Which no. which one's the softest? Is it one or five? I get confused because I think C one is the hardest because the Mercedes boys who are like quite a long way down the order yeah. were running on pretty hard tires compared to. I other would people. put a fucking f- good shout then that that's the medium. Because Mercedes are Love famous the media. for Tell the you what, why don't I just have a look at this email that came through from on, Pirelli with all the C2s. test results? Well, yes, Mercedes. They were on C2s. Well, oh. Their fastest laps were. Right, yeah. So. so C2s are... C1 is the hardest. And Mercedes did their times on C2s. Yeah. Which we'll call the medium hard. Oh, God, it's getting confusing. Don't no, do this. No, just no, just no, don't. stakes. To be perfectly honest, yeah, we're, states, we're one, confusing two, three, this four, here. Five, exactly. even, even Formula One isn't talking about this anymore. When we get to race weekends, we're going to have hard and softs. Yeah, and, and medium, mediums. hard mediums and softs. Yeah, yeah. So we don't need to be talking about all the different names that they go under. But anyway, tyres will will have a bit of a play in when it comes to uh, lap times. But on facts, on, yeah, they are facts. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but on lap, as will drivers. <laughs> yeah, but. And fuel we don't loads need to, and cars. We, yeah, we don't need to talk about them because this is the the point I'm going to make is it's, this is this is literally day one on the first test. Yeah, and Sebastian Vettel is <laughs> clearly going to win every race. Clearly, because because <laughs> he was fastest but, today. But, he's won. Yeah, he's he's the champion. Let's he just got, give him got, the title already. He got 25 points for today, didn't he? No, <laughs> no just, points in testing. Just to remind everyone, by these rules, Danny Rick won last year. Yes, yes. Yeah. Daniel Ricciardo was fastest in last year's first uh, first day, first test. Uh, and and Bottas was the runner-up. Yes. But that didn't happen either. No. Mercedes, uh, Mercedes have never been, like, the apart from the year they came out and just fucking trounced everyone, uh, but they've never really been the testing team to top the timesheets. No, you know? what, what Mercedes do is they set the car going first thing in the morning. And then that, collect it at the end of the day. Yeah, and then... yeah. Bring it back in, have have some lunch, mm. send it out again, and look at all the laps they've done with no reliability problems. Yeah. 
Which is exactly what they should be doing in testing. Yeah. You, you know, you're testing the limits of the, you know, the components, mm-hmm. the, the parts that you, you know, newer parts that you put into the car, seeing how things all run together, etc. It's not all about let's see who can go the fastest. Yeah. However, it is quite encouraging, as I said before, that there's like 2.4 seconds. Yeah, it's amazing covers, how quickly they've gone so quick. Covers so all fast. the teams. Yeah. Another good thing that did come out today was pretty good reliability. There weren't all that many mechanical problems. No. Grosjean had an early one with a fuel pressure problem, mm-hmm. which was sorted out pretty quickly, which is when we saw the first flatbed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anyone saw the pictures of the Haas coming off the flatbed, but they'd bagged it up, and as soon as the flatbed got to the pits, there were about 20 mechanics with big screens mm-hmm. all hiding the car coming off the back of the truck. No one was having a look at that. Well, you can tell it's an aero shake-up year, can't you? Yeah. But then Karim Chandok pointed out... But, um, Does that but, Ferrari distraction technique? Yeah, about an, hour into, uh, about an hour into the afternoon session. Everyone's doing practice starts at the end of the pit lane. Mm-hmm. Every team has got a photographer at the end of the pit lane taking photos of all the opposition cars. Yeah. What's the point in being so secretive? You're going to get to see them anyway. Because, because coming off the flatbed, yeah. sometimes you get to see the underside the of the car. Yeah, I suppose, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and S-ducts and things that you might not be able to see whilst you're looking down at the car whilst yeah. you're taking a photo. Mm. Yeah. And Formula 1 cars really low. So, you know, it's, it's yeah. a, they're not the easiest thing to take photographs of. Yeah, the floor is like... Well, mm. well the, the really low part from the... Yeah. the car. Apart from the back end of this year's Renault, that that is a lot of rake on that car. So, the, the fucking they've racing India Force. That's fucking got. A, that's the rakiest one. I was like, the, the, that, that, you, that fucking healed me while I watched it. Danny Ricardo <laughs> has taken the rake from Red Bull to Renault. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he snuck that out in his in his Red Bull hold all, unpacked it in the hotel, and then took it with him on a towel into the into the <laughs> Renault factory at Endstone. And went, there you go, lads, this is what so, you need. Yeah. So Renault have said, right, Danny, what secrets can you tell us about the Red Bull? He went, arse up, nose down. Yeah. Make it feel like it, make, <laughs> make it feel like it's going downhill. Yeah, un- unfortunately the rake was that heavy that he had to leave behind his chances of being a world champion. <laughs> yeah. We'll see, we'll see. As I say, it's no, you can't tell anything from the first day in testing other than that reliability was good. But if we are going to say anything from testing, for a, a large majority of the day, Vettel had all three sectors in locked out in purple mm-hmm. because he had the fastest lap. But not the fastest through all the speed traps. No, that belonged to another driver in another car completely. Yes, but the... Even in races, the fastest drivers through the speed traps are quite often not, not the fastest in car, the race. Yeah. Can be. Sal- Salvo was always one, wasn't it? Salvo was usually pretty quick through the speed traps last year, even. However, this driver finished second on the timesheets today by three tenths of a second. Which is an eternity in a race. Yes. It is, but I mean, I said early doors, didn't I, today, where I put on a message board that this was the best test McLaren have had. Oh, yeah, since... yeah, it was Carlos Sainz, by the way. Yes. We've not actually mentioned who it no. was. But this this <laughs> is the best test McLaren have had since they lost Mercedes engines. Well, yeah, first I, day. Oh, no, but I, I think best day of testing. Well, yeah, because nothing's fallen off. Yeah. Blown up. Mm-hmm. Didn't they stop on track once, did I read? Today? Today, yes. No, not once upon a time. Um, no, that... didn't stop on track. Stopped at the end of the pit lane doing a practice start. 
and uh, I thought it sounded cut... like an unexpected thing. Yeah, it was an unexpected thing when he went to do a practice start and nothing responded. Right. So they brought the car back, checked it over. Uh, probably just it was probably just one of these things that needed a reboot. Actually, people don't realise this, but underneath Catalonia, the like the circuit, there's a high concentration of quartz. And over the last few years of McLaren having Honda engines, they stopped out on track that much. There's actually ghosts of the McLaren cars locked into time and space. <laughs> F1 facts you didn't know. <laughs> Somewhere in a concrete wall in Catalonia, there is a ghost of, a, of an electrocuted Alonso. Just, and, and it, but it stopped there and it's just him going... Zzz, Luckily, the real Alonso was pulled clear. It's enough. It's in, it was enough electricity to make his hat stand on. Well, end. it's it's, it's yes. a real it's a real Alonso in a parallel universe. <laughs> I miss Alonso already. Does anyone else? He, he didn't really get electrocuted. No, but I mean, does anyone else miss Alonso already? Like not, he's not, not in McLaren by the looks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to admit, it was very very strange to have a first day of McLaren of F one testing, and there was no sarcasm coming out of the McLaren garage. Yeah. Do you know what the first thing? Apparently, I... he is going to be there next week. Um, what, whether, he's, whether he's in the car or not is a different matter. There's... That will be interesting. I'm calling it. <laughs> if, he, if, if he has a test in that McLaren and he goes fast, one of the drivers in that McLaren isn't making Australia. If there is even the smallest sniff, because you said, what, uh, three, three tenths behind Ferrari. Let's just spitball for a second here. And Alonso goes quickest. Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying, let, 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 let's just, for instance, say that, McLaren, that that's what the order is going to be. McLaren is three tenths behind for a Ferrari. Alonso can win a championship that's three tenths behind the fastest car. Uh, <laughs> yes. He, yeah. Yes, he can. He can at least win races and cover himself in glory rather than. I think, I think he won a championship against Michael Schumacher in a car that was probably about three tenths off. Yeah, yeah, there is that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I already miss Alonso. Um, the, the McLaren store, which I was just looking at the pre-order for the 2019 team wear. Has Alonso team shirts? No. The Kamoa hats on the McLaren store are really cheap if you want a Kamoa hat. They're like six quid. Oh, are they? Yeah. I might get a Kamoa hat. <laughs> yeah, they're like the Japanese one you know, with, the, with the Japanese yeah. flag. Yeah, yeah, about six pound on the McLaren store. Ooh. <laughs> Payday next week. Yeah. <laughs> But Thanks, Fernando. Send the check in the post. <laughs> but what what are the chances then? We're talking bollocks. So what what do you think the chances are when uh, when we had our last last guest on? Uh, she happened to mention that her bold prediction was that Fernando Alonso would race next year. It, yeah, didn't she say that he would do a race or one race in twenty? Yeah, but she wouldn't she be she would be surprised if it was Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know it's not going to be Monaco. Yes, well... He's busy that weekend. Is that the Indy? That's Indy. I I wonder what he'd do. Mm. Do you know what? Let's just see what unfolds, because if he does... if He is going to be at testing next week. If he does don a set of overalls and just gets... I would rate the chances of that as pretty low, to be be realistic. But it it depends. Is he the reserve driver? No. What Zach Brown said is, we have lots of reserve driver options. Right, okay, so he's a reserve driver then, isn't there's he? There's him, there's... Sergio Sete Camera. Sergio Sete Camera, there's still Nick De Vries. Yeah. Uh, while we're talking rubbish, I'm calling Didn't Nick De Vries go to Renault? If um, Alonso has even the smallest chance of winning races and a world championship in a McLaren, 
uh, there is absolutely no chance of him racing the Indianapolis 500. That would get would fucked clean in the bin. I think, yes, if he's if he's in the car yeah. in anywhere before Monaco, yeah. and if it's in with a sniff of podiums, yeah. yeah. Massive chance of Lando Norris doing it if that was the case. Yeah. Because I think, unfortunately, I think that's who would end up sitting out would be Lando. Well, well no, I think I think, so, yeah. I think, they were, I think Carlos and Lando might take turns if... if um... What, getting screwed over by Alonso? No, 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 because I, I don't think Fernando would do the whole season. I think I think if there was a chance of winning, because that's why he's not in there, in there this year. Yeah. Because... If, if he the car's capable of winning races, yeah. I think he will do what he can to be back in yeah. it and grab another win. Formula One World Championship. If you gave if if you gave him the slightest chance of winning for uh, uh, another Formula One World Championship, we're talking about this after day one. He would first test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, I'll reiterate. Yeah. I don't think Fernando Alonso. No, I don't think this is going to be in the car. But if, but if he was, if there was a chance in Bizarro World, he would go back in time, find his favorite childhood. But Paul's pet. looking shocked, like he's just seen on Twitter an announcement that Fernando Alonso. No, I'm, I'm, in the I'm car. Still, Nick no, DeVries. Nick DeVries is still with McLaren. He's still with McLaren. Okay, he's been on the Young Driver program for about 15, years. Fifteen years. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, um, I think it is twelve. But. Uh, if he thought there was even the slightest chance of a Formula One World Championship, he would get a time machine and go back and sacrifice his favourite pet to Baphomet if, the, if, the, <laughs> if that would help him, even in the fucking slightest. We're going we're gonna to see him at some point, aren't we? I well, think, I think next week, you just said so. Yeah, in a car. Uh, I think so. I've, to, to be perfectly Indy. honest. Yes. IndyCar. I, I think the, re, the fact that he hasn't decided to go into a like a full-time championship, as in like a, a real season one. He's already doing the WEC thing. Which, which is one race every six weeks. And it's, it seems more like a fucking Wait, hobby for I know him. what this is. I know what this is. I know what's happening. What? McLaren had Alonso and Button and things went horribly wrong. They've they got, got rid, rid of, of Alonso but- and Button. They got rid of Alonso yeah. and Button and now things are working again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of the two boogeymen who... Uh, were renowned for taking on cars that should have done better and then didn't. Mm. Um, I still think Fernando Alonso will go back to McLaren next year because if he goes back to McLaren next year, he can have his his feet in and be part of the process for whatever big rule shakeup happens in twenty twenty one. That's why it I, happens. I've all, I've all, well, I, th- I mean, I think there's going to be something big as far as it, even if it's just an aero thing and they keep they keep the engines. But the same. actual news. well, well, damn. Yes. Um, earlier today, it was announced that Formula One is looking for companies to tender to be the single gearbox provider for right. 2021. When it happens in 2023, for, for at least four seasons. Oh, I like that. I remember what I read on Twitter correctly. See, the, this is the, that's a positive thing for Formula One because there's nothing sexy about gearboxes. No, save save the money, do to put it something else. You know, there's a reason that aren't McLaren one of the biggest gearbox suppliers on the grid currently? Yes. Yeah, but there's a. I mean, I, so I take it if they're put out to tender, that or do they want it, want to source it outside of teams that are in Formula One? That would seem the fairest thing to do not have a company that's in Formula 1 making the gearboxes for everyone else. It, it's just an invitation to tender, so mm. I would assume that anyone currently 
any Formula One team currently could, could do it, or someone outside of Formula mm. One. I mean, there's a re- there's a reason that it's, it's like well, is it only Ferrari and Haas? Oh, oh, sorry, Ferrari and Renault is it that don't use like McLaren um, steering wheel setups? Force and India Force India used to use their own. Yeah, ones. Force yeah. India three D print yeah. their own. No, no, but the software behind it. Oh, maybe I'm not yeah. sure. I know there's something like that. I know, I know McLaren do like a load of. I know Ferrari's different, and I know Renault's different. But the thing is, it's McLaren, McLaren do su- supply a lot of sort of behind behind the scenes and under the bonnet. Same with Williams. Cars. Williams do a lot of stuff like that too, mm. don't they? For yeah, but it's applied te- McLaren applied technologies, which yeah. technically speaking and legally speaking isn't part of the Formula One race team. No, no. no Same no. with um, Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever they're called. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just Williams Engineering. That yeah. Is the separate but part. But do, do they still do the batteries and stuff for the Kers? Because I remember back in Kers days, it was Williams batteries were the best batteries. I think they might do. Yeah. We should probably do some research before we do Maybe. these shows. Nah, who, who, wants to, who wants to hear us sounding like, like we know what we're talking about? But the news. I, I just say the, stuff with conviction. For the, <laughs> the actual McLaren news to report from the first day of testing is that. Looks Carlos, pretty good. Yeah, Carlos Sainz has, has had a rather successful day when you consider recent years of McLaren's first day of testing. Yeah. Um, uh, that That's pretty good. Finishing second behind uh, Ferrari, uh, a few tenths. Yeah, um, I'd say it's very encouraging compared the, the to car, the last few years. The car yeah. looks quick and it's, it looks nice and stable through, the, through the corners. just hope it's not bag sanding. No, it's, yeah, I hope so. He was doing quite a lot of long runs, and his times were yeah. there or thereabouts. Yeah. I think a lot less pressure on Carlos Sainz this year as well. Mm. I think there was pressure on him in Red Bull, pressure on him at Renault. McLaren? I, I think there's loads of pressure on Carlos Sainz this year because he's this is the first time he's ever been a team leader. And he's got a rookie teammate that if he gets shown up by his rookie teammate, it's done. Like, you know, the, the worse idea... than that, he's got a rookie teammate who is part of the team. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot more relaxed for Carlos Sainz than it was at Renault. Cause... I, th- I, th- I think the main reason that it's a lot more relaxed for him is he's free of the Red Bull shackles. Mm. Because even when he was at Renault, he was only there on loan from Red Bull and they still determined whether he would get put through a meat grinder or not. Right? I mean, well, no, because we, we, we already discussed, didn't we, that it was... He chose to leave. It, it was Red Bull main seat or nothing. He couldn't have gone back to Toro Rosso. So, yeah. I mean, re- realistically, if t- I'm pretty sure that if he had the chance to be in Gasly's seat, he'd be there instead of in McLaren. Yeah, now listen very carefully to how I'm going to word this. He chose to leave Renault for McLaren when he found out that he probably wasn't going to get the seat at Renault yeah. full time. Yeah. Uh, and that was because Renault had signed Danny Ricciardo, but couldn't obviously tell anyone that they signed. Well, he he went to McLaren not because of choice, because he had to. Yeah. Um, I mean, by, by looking at it, it might not end up being a bad move, but I still think there's just something um, there's something about Carlos that when he looked on equal terms with um, Verstappen, it looked like either of them could could have gone on to do things. Whereas science seems to have stalled, you know, in bright progression, to the point where I'm not, I'm not convinced there's any more to be seen from Carlos Science. I didn't send, I didn't send you that picture, did I? That I was talking about last week. I got, I got messages on Twitter asking for me to send that picture of Carlos Science through 
to them. You know, the hot chocolate picture. Oh, yes. Also, Carlos Sainz in, it, in, the, make in the pictures uh, of him, him and Lando Norris is that handsome he looks computer generated. Oh, do you know what? I'm about to change your mind on Carlos Sainz completely. As yeah. in to, to a completely different level of Carlos Sainz love. Yes, you, you, you didn't see this last week. No. So, you know uh, this hot chocolate manufacturer that they've, uh, they've signed a deal with? Yeah. Well, um, Carlos Sainz did the promotional shots, and I sent this to a podcast listener who said, oh my, it's like he's staring into my soul. <laughs> Hang on, let me just turn the, turn the brightness up a little bit because it's a very dark photo. Oh my! <laughs> I'm I'm a straight man. That is a that's a handsome motherfucker. Wow. Um, what I did notice in the McLaren. I, th- I, think, shirt, the fr- I think the phrase you're looking for is cheekbones. You could take wallpaper off with. <laughs> and I'm and I know. And you're a decorator. <laughs> um, what I did enjoy was on the um, there was about a proper promo shot that went out, and it was the, it was the other proper. Like s- side by side, Lando was yeah. doing the West Side thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it was fucking hilarious, and I thought, oh, great, you know, it's it's nice to see a Formula One driver that's coming that seems to have retained some sort of personality. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe the, it was maybe it was W for working. Yeah, yeah. M- McLaren. <laughs> no, Lando actually reposted it with West Side <laughs> underneath yeah. it. But um, McLaren were filming uh, Carlos Sainz turning up for the car launch. Um, obviously, you know, for it to go out on their um, website and things like that, they had like a fairly pro-ish looking camera. Yeah. Um, following Carlos Sainz, but up on the up on the walkway, unbeknown to the crew who were filming Carlos Sainz walking in, Lando Norris was filming it from his <laughs> from his phone. <laughs> And uh, had lots of hearts on his Instagram filter. (laughs) 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 And uh, yeah, it was uh, the the man who's got um, a lot of humour. And Mm. like 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 Lee was saying, it's great to see Lando Norris with a bit of. um... It looks like we're getting real life tuned. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, and uh, it's good to see that they're off the shackles a little bit, McLaren drivers, with their mm. social media after the, the the dismal days of Ron. And also Bernie, when no one was allowed to even... What was it? Lewis Hamilton got fined for using Snapchat in the paddock. Yeah. 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 Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, but it'd be interesting to see oh, but Bernie how didn't the rest be- of the test progresses. Bernie didn't now. believe in social media because it was free. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'd... I can't wait to see what Lando can do with the car tomorrow if it's that quick and that stable and that reliable. I always think that the only thing you can ever really take from practices is back-to-back days from drivers because I think teams tend to run the same programmes, you know, the different drivers. So it... You, but like, you can never even be sure. Of no, that. you can never be sure. But if, well, if th- they end within a few tenths of each other, but right. I think yeah, the, yeah. the main the main thing to look out for would be long runs. Yeah, with pretty consistent lap times, and then a couple of qualifying and sims then, afterwards. Yes, yeah, and then maybe a couple of quick blasts round. Yeah, honourable th- mention for the third man for the man who finished third in today's test, though. Uh, yes. Was it Sergio Press? No. It was Roman Grosjean. Yes, it was. Oh, was it? Ooh. Um, yeah, Surpri- that, surprising. That, uh, has, that has might be a lotus tribute. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. 
because like <laughs> last year they had the first, fourth best car and Renault beat them. Yes, their their their, their problem isn't the car; it's, it's the, the drivers. drivers. <laughs> yeah, so don't 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 worry about Haas. I mean, last last year Haas, <laughs> at the start, well, for the first half of the season, Haas might have had the fourth best car, but they had about the nineteenth best driver. Yeah, yeah, I was saying last year, um, last year, sorry, last week on the podcast when when you went there, Lee, that um, maybe they've painted the Haas black and gold, so Roman Grosjean goes. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. I, I got a podium in <laughs> yeah. this. I did well when the car was black and gold. Maybe it's a psychological thing for he Roman Grosjean. crashed it loads. <laughs> yeah, he, Haas have had to invest in many front wings. <gasps> That'd be fucking amazing. The, the, um, you, get, you get to the, the, ne- the next test, and Alonso is going there to test with full intentions of driving the car. See, so takes one look at Roman Grosjean. Oh, you can fuck off. No. Yeah. I didn't get it all. Barely got away with it. Me, I just remembered why I quit. (laughs) Where he goes out on his first testing lap, and then something black and gold comes in, spears him from the side. (laughs) Unexpected Maldonado. (laughs) (laughs) Then he wakes up, and it's 1995, and he's still go karting. (laughs) Shh, we don't talk about that. (laughs) Says that where Ziggy pops up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no but I mean yeah, yeah Haas had the as, as we said at the beginning of the season last last year they had the fourth best car and, and um, half of a team yeah uh, and half, but they, they were they were really unfortunate if you remember with the double retirement in Australia because it looked like they were going to go really really well um, maybe they're going to reach just that that little bit further and who knows maybe they can trouble for a podium early season because that would be great to see. Yeah, because traditionally what Haas do is 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 great go great guns early on and then slowly fade away a little bit. Is, is, is your coat getting a bit warm with the I back was, to the fire there? Yeah, I was just worried about fire. fire. Coat. <laughs> yeah, things catching fire. Yeah, it's a good thing to be worried about, Dan. But no fire in the Haas garage, though. No. no. no nice self-segue. Yeah. <laughs> now, is, is K-Mag in the car? Tomorrow, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, it looks like K Mag's going to be doing a full day. They has seem to be doing one day of each rather than doing split days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, moving a bit further down, Max Verstappen in the Red Bull. Fourth. I fastest. like how he spent half an hour on McLaren and three minutes on Haas. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, Haas are a boring team to talk about. For it's, now, but no, but no, I st- I don't. What what have they got? You've got their best driver is, at best, a really average Formula 1 driver. Did you driver. watch the Grand Tour last week? What? Did you watch the Grand Tour last I, week? I don't watch it. Uh, they're talking about Romain Grosjean and how he's the 15th best Formula 1 driver <laughs> in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like he's... And you've got Grosjean that looked like he could be really quick about five years ago, but every time he tried to be quick, he crashed. Magnussen saved that team last year. Haas is an exciting team, but for some reason they've got no idea how to hire drivers. Yeah, they just keep... I think they wanted Giovinazzi for this year, but when they when they found out that he was going to Alfa Romeo, mm. they um that they, they just uh, they panicked. Well, yeah, the, the day after the, the the Sauber Alfa re- announced that they were doing their uh, Giovinazzi Raikkonen lineup, the very next day Haas were like, "Yeah, we're retaining." Grosjean and, and Magnussen. Yeah, but if, if like Grosjean was one of my options, I would have a plan C, D, F and G. Uh, and Z. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Felipe's still available. Naza, that is. Z- yeah. And Z would be Zanardi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
it's a strange one for Haas. Um, consistent, should we say, with their driver lineup, but uh, Grosjean's got to do better than he did last year because Kevin Magnussen, what was it, the first eight races of the season, Kevin Magnussen scored all of their points. Yeah. yeah. Un- unbelievable. Any, uh, yeah, but any no consistent with their driver lineup. In the in the same their way, their drivers aren't consistent. In, in, the, but they in are consistent the same way, that standing line. in dog muck is consistently bad. Yes. <laughs> I think Grosjean. I think he's starting this season in the last chance saloon again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Don't know what kind of deal they gave him when they kept him for this year, whether it was one or two years. But if he has another start to the season like he had last year, um, he's done. Back no, to the I, mean, I, I, I don't. He's got pictures of somebody. He's got pictures of somebody doing something to someone that didn't he didn't want it or don't want to be seen doing it with him, because th- that's the only way he can still have a Formula One drive. He is quite good at the politics side, isn't he? Yeah, when he's got his. That was Eric. I'm, I'm, I'm shying away from suggesting he's actually blackmailing someone, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he's good at the politics side of of the sport and so might be a handy guy to have around in that way yeah he's good at Jedi mind tricks not politics <laughs> well isn't he currently head of the um, GPDA, GPDA? Yeah, yeah but that appears to be a job that somebody does when the, 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 the person that can be bothered doing it does it yeah because it used to be Jensen Button with yeah. Sebastian Vettel as, as vice president yeah, and yeah now it's Roman Grosjean and I don't know who the vice president is <laughs> Didn't they have to? They had to talk Hamilton into going to it, didn't they? He didn't even want to have any part of it. <coughs> yeah. Well, I would say he's not particularly involved in the politics of Formula One. No, he's not. No, he t- he turns up, drives the car, and then buggers off and does his own thing. Mm-hmm. Gets on a scooter. Is the anyone only... see that photo of Hamilton posing with his scooter in front of um, his new Merc hypercar? It's just the way that he had the scooter there, it just made the whole thing look like something from a Goldie-looking chain video. <laughs> <laughs> I can't the Project remember. One, is that yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very few people have, have um, ordered Project Ones due to the sheer price of them. Isn't that they're only making like 10, aren't they? Something like that. One mm. of the people who's ordered one, Nico Rosberg. <laughs> I think this, this is like the prototype ahead of them entering the uh, WEC hypercar category next it is the, the next season. It is the road-going version that is supposed to have one-to-one power uh, capabilities of a Formula One car. Yes. Yeah. It's their P one. Not P. Is it P one? That's new. No. It's going to be uh, even more Senna. crazy than Senna. that. It's going to be even more insane than that. Yeah. In Senna. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That one didn't don't work. Push, don't push it, Paul. Oh, I'll try not to. Um, yeah, Grosjean. Well, we're still on vaguely on Haas. Uh, 65 laps because he had a uh, fuel pressure problem early on. But not his fault. No. Nope, that was just a genuine, oh, it's happened mm. kind of thing. Max Verstappen, fourth down on the timesheet, 128 laps out of a Honda engine. For a first day's test, well, we saw this out of Toro Rosso last season, didn't we? But for a first day's test, not bad, not bad. And people were talking up Honda today, weren't they? Yeah, well, Fr- well French Marco toast. Was, yeah, yeah. And French toast. French French toast is now Honda's PR department. He was Honda's fluffer, wasn't he? <laughs> I mean, the, the, the latest things are the Honda engine is a thing of beauty. And uh, to my previous statement. What was what was the what was the other one? Uh, Red Bull are going to win with Honda in because they are glorious. Or well, something you know, along you, those lines. Yeah, but 
He said they were definitely going to win. Has French Toast well. got some uh, insider knowledge that Christian Horner might have had in, had enough of being the chief of Red Bull, so he's already putting his words in? Either that or he's got shares in Honda and he's uh, pitching for a spot on the board when Red Bull finally get rid of him. I think there's more to do with the fact that his checks come from Austria. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, they seem to have fixed their reliability problems. Uh, yeah, we don't know what program they were running. Let's not forget how many breakdowns Toro no, Rosso no, had but, last year. Yeah, but now you have you had four Honda engines running and testing today. Well, two. Well, sorry, yeah. yeah. But you, do you know what I mean? Like two two full days days of testing, and when McLaren, when they were running Honda engines, couldn't get half a lap. Two full laps. Yeah. Um, I hope so because I, I, I don't believe the Ferrari pace. Uh, you know, in the way I don't, I don't think they've gone away and come back with the fastest car. But I mean, they might have come back with the fastest car, but like they 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 tried. They well, they they had at the beginning of last year. But I still think Ferrari have, will end up shooting themselves in the foot. I don't. I don't think unless there's a massive advantage. I don't think Sebastian Vettel is capable of beating Lewis Hamilton. Mattia Bonotto is also taken over now as well as his team. Yeah. Team principals no or even Benet did, there. So. Did you see the um, the press conference when they were asked about um, like Sebastian Vettel and uh, Leclerc, where they t- they straight up said that they're going to prioritise Sebastian Vettel at the early part of the season. No, I didn't. At least, the, at least they're being honest about no, it. No, no. But what you've just done there is you've dragged the confidence out of your new driver and took it into the field where it can run around with the other confidence of number two drivers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure Leclerc will be that phased just yet. Um, if you're told you've got to do a job, I can't. I I I can't imagine because uh, I consider myself a reasonably competitive person. I am no way near as competitive as a professional athlete. No, I mean now, if we're seven races into the season and Leclerc is five two up head to head on Vettel. Yeah, but what if he doesn't silly get? But, but if he doesn't get the opportunity to do that. If they are prioritising Sebastian Vettel early doors, he won't be that far ahead unless mm. something terrible has happened to Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. And uh, I, I can only think this is... might be part of Kimmy's... Con- uh, not Kimmy, of uh, Vettel's contract. When I you, am number one. When you consider who uh, he's been walking in the footsteps of and who was like instrumental in him going to Ferrari anyway uh, and convinced Schumacher would have had that in his contract so if he, if it, Schumacher's got his got his had a word in Seb's ear while he was doing it then you've got to think that's what he was pushing for when he went to Ferrari I can see Ferrari giving it to him because he'd just come out you know he had, he'd had four world championships you know as far as they were concerned they were getting Michael Schumacher 2.0 yeah and they didn't no Although, in one of Vettel's press conferences, or press conference interviews today, somebody pointed out to him that it took Michael Schumacher five years to win his first championship with Ferrari. This is Vettel's fifth season. Yeah, but um, 
he back in the first five on. seasons of Schumacher at Ferrari, there was nowhere near the internal politics with the team going on. No, but even no, still, no, not just that. There. Schumacher didn't have the, the first chance Schumacher had to win a world championship in a car that was capable of doing it for a Ferrari that was capable of doing it. He won a world championship. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. It the was first, his, sec- the, his second season. He hit Vilne. I was going to say the, the the first the first time Schumacher had a chance of winning a world championship in a Ferrari. Oh, he tried to kill yeah. Jacques Villeneuve. Yeah, sorry, he he tried that. to kill Jacques Villeneuve yeah. in '97. He lost out to Hackenden in '98. Lost out again in '99 because he broke his leg. And in 2000, the he only thing I'd argue that is is that Renault, the the Williams Renault, was a much better car than the Ferrari. He was for he was trying to win a championship there with an inferior car. Mm, yeah, possibly. You were still you were still in the Adrian Newey Williams era then. Well, Adrian Newey was at McLaren by that point, I think. It was why McLaren were ninety eight, ninety nine. I thought that was the last champions. I th- yeah, but I think ninety seven was the last Adrian Newey Williams. He might have left, but it w- it would have been a Newey car. Maybe I can't. I don't remember that. To be honest. I can't call. Can't recall exactly when Adrian Newey left. But the um... well, when they start talking about painting red. <laughs> <laughs> when um, when you look at the the opportunities that Schumacher had to win in a title in a Ferrari, mm. okay, it took him until his fifth season. Could argue that Vettel might have had similar opportunities, although not as dramatic as Schumacher's. Mm. You know, three times in the final race of the season, he lost out. Um, you know, before yeah. he finally won his his, his, his champion, he was never going to be anywhere in '96. '96 championship, the Ferrari just wasn't good enough. I think it's a handful of drivers. On the, on the maybe not a hand, handful, small handful, of drivers on the grid that would have won a championship with that Ferrari last year. One of them not driving in Formula One anymore. Because hmm. uh, Ericsson. yeah. Uh, well, he didn't. Would have been he, better than Vettel in the second half of the season. I, I, I see. The thing is, Hamilton does this really strong end to the season, and. But Ferrari had the car for the first half of the season, yeah. I think, and they didn't capitalise on it. They didn't get the wins. Well, yeah, um, not to do like a season review, but if you remember when, you know, after Belgium and Hamilton mm. was like, there's no point in even chasing Vettel because there was no way I could, even if I could catch him, there was no way I would be able to get past him because yeah. he would have just flown straight past me again. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, some, you know, in, in Italy, when we were all expecting Ferrari to just yeah. blitz it, Somehow they got it wrong and Mercedes won the race. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but going back to the Red Bull. Yeah. The Red Bull Honda as it is now. Yes. Um, shame they didn't keep the uh, keep the launch livery. It doesn't bother me. That's what a Red Bull looks like. I, it's, it's, it's a good livery. I like the launch livery, though. The blue one from last year was okay. Mm. Camouflage one's gone down in history as like, being one of the best mm. sort of testing liveries. But, yeah, I, I really like the, the... It almost looked like an old Toro Rosso, the bright red Red Bull livery. With I mean, yeah, but the, the, they're in Formula 1 to look like a... A driving can of Red Bull. They're, they're a brand, aren't but they? But yeah. the only ever time that the car has had the same livery as a can of Red Bull mm-hmm. was their first pre-season test. They've never used the silver bits on it since. No, but I mean the the logo on it and stuff like that. It's uh, it's it's a it, it's a good looking Formula One car. Uh, I, I know so. Uh, I, I had a I comment on someone on Twitter today because they said that the uh, not using that livery was shameful. Well, shameful, you say. But um, 
Someone else pop, popped up underneath saying, like, well, how come nobody gets angry at Ferrari's being red all the time? <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's, it is a good argument, yeah. isn't it? I mean, you know, it doesn't matter. It genuinely, genuinely doesn't matter. It's just a shame when the Ferra- with the new Ferrari paint scheme, when they put the flow of his paint on it, it turns it orange. Yeah. <laughs> I like the new Ferrari. I think it, I think it looks good. Interesting they go with the black highlights on the livery rather than the white. I, I kind of like the fact that... It's that's, so- that's part superstition because apparent, apparently Ferrari said a couple of years ago every time they use too much white on a car, they have a bad year. Which is sort of true. Yeah. I mean, they had a white on the car in 2016. Mm. And um, I think I mentioned it last last week, the, the 93, um, 93 Ferrari had a big white stripe over the over the top top part of the car with Marlborough written in big letters across it but uh, yeah Ferrari prefer red yeah uh, although it's, it's, it, is it matte red yes yeah. matte red and matte black fair enough I was going to make some kind of joke there, I still, I kind still, of sound like brothers yeah. red, red Bull and now Ferrari do believe that the, that the matte colour is lighter I believe yeah, but then you got air. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to get all scientific, but air resistance of polished surfaces as well. I, I, yeah, I mean minimal. Well, Gol- golf balls have dimples in them because that it, makes them tr- travel truer. Mm. Makes them travel, yeah, through the air further, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Further and more in a more straight line. You've never seen me and, play golf. And matte paint is basically dimply paint, whereas gloss is smooth. Mm. Yeah, but you still get orange peel, don't you, on gloss? A little bit, yeah. So. It's 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 look. If we understood what uh, what paint does on cars, I we'd do, be in Formula One teams. I do know that the paint that used on Formula One cars, though, is Sikkins aerodynamically efficient paint. Oh. And there's the old story that Jaguar, when they launched, couldn't have the colour they wanted because the paint too was heavy. too heavy. Yeah, Jordan had the same problem, didn't they, with the gold, which is why they switched back to yellow. Which is why, for the first four races, they had mustard-coloured cars until they no, managed that was to develop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had the mustard-coloured cars until they developed a light enough gold paint to use. Yeah, the, I think the real reason that Jordan got rid of the gold was it looked terrible on TV. All right, they went back to the to well, not back to, but they went to the bright yellow. Yeah, it did. It wasn't. It was an interesting car, but it was an ugly car. Wasn't I like the gold. Benson and Hedges yellow and black Jordan though. That was a good, good-looking car. Yeah, the 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 Buzz and Hornet one. Yeah, yeah. Or mm. bitten and hisses. Mm. Where are we next? Uh, Kimmy was next. 114 laps on his first run with Sauber. Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Um, it's it's going to take a while to get used to calling him Alfa Romeo and not Sauber. I was a little bit disappointed by the finished livery. Uh, not finished livery, finished. I was going to say livery. red and white, not red, white and blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's very similar to last year's. I just think, you know, with the whole Alfa Romeo takeover thing, it could have gone a bit more adventurous, but Some- didn't. Big talk on their front wing, isn't there? Big talk it's, about it. It's different to everyone else's. The elements oh. are a lot closer to the centre rather than on the edge. There's of the a big wash. gap between where the elements finish and where the edge of the the end plate of the, mm. of the. Everybody else is taking their elements to the end plate. Yeah, Alfa Romeo. Nah, let's not do that. Uh, in the Sky coverage, they um, they mention that if. If this turns out to be the brawn like trick, yeah, it's going to be difficult for other teams to copy it because the air starts 
there. The front wing. Yeah. So it's 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 going to be a car. Raikkonen champion. Well, they, they they said like it's, it's not. If if teams want to copy this, it would be a chassis redesign. Yeah. Because they'd have to. They'd have to have you spotted the end plates as well? Yeah, they'd, they'd have to reorganise every every air every surface. air intake yeah. and every every, con- every surface on the car. Have you spotted the end plates as well? The backs of the end plates curve outwards. Mm. So um, the, the thinking behind it is so some of the outwash that the, the, these new area rules were trying to you know claw back so that the air went over the car rather than being pushed around it, but. The thinking is that this air is just being pushed around the front tire. Yeah. So there's there's huge gaps on the front of the wing. Yeah. Okay. The wing is the dimensions that that the FIA said it should be, but they're only using the bits in the middle that they need to use to direct the airflow over the car. The rest of it can go out and around it. Yeah. This could be one of these revolutionary concepts that either works surprisingly well. Yeah. Or, oh shit, they haven't even made 107% in qualifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it'd be dead funny. You know, comes it comes the last test when people actually start doing like proper quality sims and stuff <laughs> like that. three and a half seconds yeah. quicker than everyone else. <laughs> and Sebastian Vettel's down there, sitting down there, Alfred Omega, going like, lads, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> thought, I thought we were all friends here. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's still good to see a car from the Swiss team... Doing well, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, we've we've gone over it so many times. Let's not let's not run over it. I, it's, it's still Sauber, I would, but it's I, Alfa I'm, Romeo. I'm genuinely happier to call that car Alfa Romeo because Alfa Romeo is a is a cooler thing to have in Formula One yeah. than Sauber. And I've there's no nostalgic memory for me with Sauber. Mm, no, I mean obviously they did the 25 years livery, didn't they? Was it two years ago they did that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two yeah. years ago they did that 25 years livery. Oh, they they were in for a long time, but like it's a long time of with one race win under BMW. Yeah, mm. it's not it's not been a, t- a team of note. You know the the like you say the the best thing they did was have a really good year with Kubica yeah. and a spectacular crash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was an interesting 12 months. Mm. Uh, where are we next? Uh, Danny Kvyat in the Toro Rosso, seventy-seven laps. Again, Honda reliability. Um, held Lewis Hamilton up for a few laps, and I'll tell you what—I really wish they had team radio on during the uh, testing session because I don't—I th- think the the beep machine would have been getting tested <laughs> with Hamilton stuck behind him. Finally got past him under DRS on the start-finish straight. But that's one thing that, that we haven't talked about so far, the um, the effect of the new DRS regulations on the rear wing. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, it mm. does look like somebody's just folded the rear wing away now, when you open the rear wing. <laughs> I wonder, I was just thinking about this when I was looking at the Ferrari picture that I showed you. Is it open and wider now? Or is it just the fact that the rear wings have been lowered and it's maybe it's at a slightly different angle? The, so, um, there's more of it. Yeah. The, the made the made the flaps bigger, so it's oh, a bigger right. gap. So, so it is genuinely it, bigger. It is, it's not it just is, perspective. It is bigger on a bigger wing. Right. So okay. it's it's like double the effect. Oh, it's gonna be yeah. huge, isn't it? It's gonna be on certain circuits. That's gonna be an absolute slam dunk that you're getting past the car, and I don't like that. But it also might end up being if being if because. If you've got a bigger wing with a bigger DRS flap, 
because proportionately, I think it's still the same, still half the wing, isn't it, that opens. Yeah. Uh, you are going to lose more downforce over the back of the car yeah. in, in, in relative... So, Hamilton did look a bit twitchy on the back end when he opened the DRS when he was passing Kvyat. Yeah, so so don't... Not every single time, and depending on where the DRS zones are, might be a gamble to actually use DRS at certain points I, of the I DRS zone. I think that would be something to get used to. If anything, I think the gamble... The gamble will be breaking because you've lost that downforce on the well. Say sorry, saying that we're talking bullshit. We're saying they've lost downforce because they've took stuff off the um, off the like front wing. Now, well, no, it's lost downforce. But I'm talking about the rear wing. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But I, I was going to say about braking because they've lost downforce on the on the you know on the front of the car as well. May not have done. Yeah, you know, it's the, the times would suggest not. Yeah, uh, but saying that, I wonder if the times are because of the DRS. I hadn't even thought about that. Why Somebody hasn't put their phone on stone. Yeah. It'll be, it'll, like, like I was saying before we started recording, it'll be interesting to see what happens in Shanghai because you've got that long, fast straight with DRS on about two-thirds of it. Kvyat loses front and wheels then, again. Before then you go into one end. hell of a heavy braking zone for practically a hairpin. Yeah. Mm. But that, that would, this would explain why they've done such quick times when they should have lost time in my eyes. Is if that DRS is mega. Mm. It explains where the 18s come from all of a sudden. That, and I think it was on the softest possible tyres. Uh, oh, yeah, of, it's a good yeah, it's a, run. You know, a mechanic waved an oily rag in front of the, uh, yeah. front of the fuel tank. So that, that's, that's something to think about. But it's, it's going to be a shame, though. You know, it's, Formula One should be doing its best to try and get the cars into a, to a position where they get rid of DRS, not yeah, yeah, not have, make it more efficient. Yeah, DRS was a stopgap. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm. people talk about road, road relevancy. I've often said that I I don't care about road relevance in Formula One. I want the manufacturers do though. That's the thing. Um, yeah, do you know what I? I don't know. I, I do. You, what really filters down from Formula One now? What, I, what has filtered down or what yeah. is filtering down? Yeah. Well, uh, ABS brakes. Uh, no, now, now. Oh, well, well, we don't know because the technology takes usually a few years to yeah, filter in, down. In three years' time, every road car might have a halo on it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you don't know. <laughs> there are cars now that have got energy recovery braking on them, and that was a Formula One technology, what, like... To 2010, 2008. Yeah, but I think that sort of stuff was going to come anyway. You know, the electric cars were a thing before Formula One started using oh, hybrid no, not, technology. Yeah, no, not not even electric cars. It's you know just the energy recovery mm. braking. No, you know, using... but like hybrid hybrid cars were mm. a thing before Formula One. Yeah, brought which, it into but that's why Formula One went to hybrid for the road relevancy thing. For, Formula One went to hybrid so they didn't look bad. Yeah, but um, like so like. It, but if people want to talk about road relevancy, the most unroad relevant thing is DRS. Yeah, completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the most unroad relevant thing is having a one person sat in a single seater vehicle <laughs> and getting their tyres changed in one point nine seconds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That hasn't filtered down to my local mechanic shop yet. <laughs> I still have to ring up two weeks in advance. I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got to yeah. order my tyres. What's that all about? <laughs> you, you don't see Lewis doing that. No. Yeah, time your pit stops with a calendar. <laughs> Next one up is uh, is Perez in the Racing Force Point India pays a point spot force pink. The worst looking car of the grid. 
It's still a pink panther. No, it isn't. It's a pink and blue panther. It's an always tampon. Yeah, well, well, yeah. That's all the, the not name. the actual tampon, but it's the the, the packaging. The packaging. Yeah, yeah. Pink it's with the most a blue band. It's on the it. most dainty and discreet car on the grid. <laughs> Nobody will notice that it's there. But once a month, it goes swimming and rollerblading. Hang on a second. If it's also the tampon, that means it's going to soak up the water from the BWT. Uh, so, um, yeah, maybe. Can we like? Move the conversation elsewhere. <laughs> back on back on track, which unfo- have some road relevance. Which unfortunately Perez didn't have a lot of today because he only got thirty laps in. For what reason? They've not said. Or I haven't seen anything to say what's been said. Uh, let me just see if there's a jet lag from the launch in Canada. Perhaps was it because that was a good idea? Well. Crofty was presenting the launch in Canada and he was commentating... He has to sit in a booth and watch what's happening and talk about it. He doesn't have to get in the car and drive really fast. No, I mean, jet lag shouldn't be anything for a Formula 1 driver. I am, of course. So what is is this? I I just missed that because because we were... Perez got 30 laps in. Perez did 30 laps. Yeah. Um, They haven't said why. They haven't said why. I'm just looking to see if... Anything's been sent through? Well, we have to reapply with Racing Point now. No, no, no. Still get uh, still no. get press releases. Sorry, Just... Sport Pacer Racing dot. Sport Pacer Racing mm. Point. Let's not say the other one because which it fits in with <laughs> which it fits in with what the car looks like. Yes, I wonder if then they haven't the... sent a press release through about it. They are the only team that haven't actually sent something through. So they are keeping very quiet as to why they've been quiet. what the issue was. They, thinking back over the last few years, um, as Force India, they never really came out big in testing, did they? No, they would sometimes turn up with a car that was from the year before. Uh, oh, no, <laughs> hang on. What, did, what, weren't they the team that we accused of bag sanding last year? Not last year, I don't think, but maybe the year before. I I thought it was last year that they did. No, it was the year before because they might they might not make the test, and then oh look, they're really quick. Mm. And then they were nowhere in Australia, but then came good. I wonder if throwing them out to do a quali run on some soft tyres towards the end of the session there was to uh, mask the fact that they didn't get a lot of laps in, you know, so there's a good news story in there somewhere. Yeah. Possibly. Um, if that if that was a fast quality lap, it was 1.3 down on Vettel. Mm. I mean, realistically, they shouldn't... They should be pretty strong this year, you know. They're going into a season without the money worries they've got. All the new personnel that have taken on. Yeah, they've got a pretty handy driver in um, Perez... At least, you know, it's and it will. The measure of the other driver be will be against will be against yeah, yeah. Perez. It'll um, be interesting. I just hope they've built a good car. I mean, they managed to do it now what four years in a row with with nothing. Yeah, with mm, no res- yeah. with no money resources. A bit of a shake up the team. I hope that doesn't change the dynamic, and you know, they fall from being fourth to being last. Although they are last in the stakes of cars that look is, good. Is Bob Fernley still there? No, no, he, no he's, 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 he's running McLaren's he's Indy programme. Yeah. So have they lost the, none of the team principals that were there are there? Otmar, Otmar Schnaffnoy is now 
Team in Soul Charge. Right, okay. Well, no, at least because uh, at least there's some continuity there, you know, for for the people that are already there. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I think for testing, your and, ideal... Um, Andrew, Andrew Green's still chief designer. Mm-hmm. So he's been there for a few years. I think for testing, your ideal is you go out and bang a, bang a lot of laps down. Mm. But on day one, if you need to do some tune into the car and fix a few problems that you found... It's not the worst thing in no, the world. No, it's not the end of the world. I do think Force India might find themselves becoming the the Williams, though. Remember, remember the same thing I said when Williams were really good. I said, well, they're really good because there's other teams behind them that aren't pulling yeah. their weight. Yeah. Um, if you've got a right resurgent McLaren, a well-funded Alfa Romeo, um, a Toro, Renault getting their crap together. Renault getting the crap together. Toro Rosso supposedly got a decent car underneath it. I think Toro Rosso are going to have reliability issues because I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're testing they everything. They are testing everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't believe the whole thing of that Ferrari. Like every year we see a Toro Rosso, um, it looks interesting, and we think it's going to be a podium contender, and it never is. I add that with the fact that they seem to have drivers from the Red Bull bargain bin. Yeah, you know it's it. That, that I think that that sums it up, doesn't it? The fact they've got Kvyat back in that te- team shows they don't care about results or who's in the car. They just need peddlers to push it round. I think Kvyat in the team shows they want someone experienced. Yeah, not someone new. Yeah, but when that when that experience is tortured. <laughs> if Dan Tickton had had the points on his super license he'd have been in he'd have been in the car yeah do you know what's funny about Danny Kvyat going to uh, Toro Rosso Lee everything yeah do you know he left his Ferrari simulator role to go back to Toro yeah. Rosso do you know who replaced him at Ferrari uh, was it yeah Brendan uh, Hartley <laughs> <laughs> who is taking Jensen Button's seat for the next two WEC races and then Let's switch hope Jensen hasn't pissed in it <laughs> <laughs> and then switch into an LMP2 team for Le Mans ah. His uh, experience in endurance racing will come in. <laughs> Has he got experience in endurance racing? <laughs> no, you, you know what? You know what will happen. He'll have a problem with the car, and he'll come out with my experience in the Ferrari simulator. Help me with this. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, Brandon Hartley sharing Ferrari sim duties with Pascal Verline. Yeah, who's a Formula E driver, a home of rest for broken Formula One drivers. <laughs> Well, the Pascal Verlaine now does look a little bit like a Bond villain. He he looks quite manly now, doesn't he? With his with his curly moustache. Yes. Well, What's ta- that all about? He's taken up boxing as well. Yeah. Anyone oh, okay. anyone see before the Formula E race on Saturday night? They did a feature about him doing boxing training, Just and they punch had him, him in the neck. They, it's they, his weak spot. They had him in a boxing ring, all tooled up and sparring. Sure. Mm. Are you going for his weak spot? How about punching him in, keeping a Formula One drive? So, yeah, we don't know what was the problem behind Racing Point today. No. I'm sure we'll find out later in the week if there is a problem. And we'll see tomorrow. If, if they go out and bang a load of laps in tomorrow, then it doesn't matter. No. We'll see on Wednesday when Perez is back in the car. Are they saving the car for Stroll? Because it's Stroll's day tomorrow. I don't believe that. <laughs> that would be a... That'd be really shitty. It, it, it wouldn't it make wouldn't sense. It wouldn't help the team. No. No. It would be petty. I mean, they they rebuild Formula One cars basically every day anyway, so I, you know. 
<laughs> You'd be pretty shit, wouldn't you? You've only got one car going around and they still save the best front wing. <laughs> <laughs> there was a big debate on that, actually, on uh, on the coverage this afternoon about what are they going to do if they've only got one update available and does Lance Stroll just automatically get it? Probably. And is Perez going to find himself de facto number two because he's not called Stroll? Mm, uh, yeah. I would hope not. Because, well, the, the reason, I've, to be perfectly honest, let's face it, because of the money he brings, he brought, brings into that team over the past few years, he's had a pretty good rub of the green when it comes to being the most important driver there. Yeah. But now, his sponsorship is, it's a good chunk of money, but it's not the chunk of money that the Strolls can put into it's, that team. It's chunk change. Yeah, yeah, he's... He went, he's gone from being a big fish in a small pond to a medium-sized fish in a massive pond. Yeah. So instead, uh, of, instead of Checo, we're going to call him Chumpo from now. Is that, or is that the extra Marx brother? No, Checo. I'm, not, I'm not saying yes, because that sounds like it might be racist. <laughs> Checo, Checo, but as in, you know, hand me a check. We'll just change the spelling slightly. <laughs> I think it would seriously screw the team up if they just de facto gave things to Stroll, because Checo has held things together for a yeah. long time. And so a big chunk of the engineering side of that team is going to be right behind him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think you're more likely to see things handed out perfectly evenly. I hope so. It'd be the best way to do it. And I think you'll find his name is El Checo. El Checo. <laughs> <laughs> right, next up... Um, El Checo de Banco de Perez. Eight. And ninth, we may as well may as well do these at the same time. Uh, the two Mercedes split sessions. Bottas in the morning, Hamilton in the afternoon. Bottas faster than Hamilton. Bottas faster than Hamilton, although Hamilton did more laps. Beards make Bottas faster. He is a proper Viking now. No, he's not. He's a, <laughs> he looks like a terrible Bond villain. He actually looked. He actually looks Pascal like... Verline and Bottas should both be the the villains in the upcoming Bond film. Bottas actually looks when he had the baseball cap on, like a second string NFL quarterback <laughs> that never gets a game, and you just see him on the sidelines holding a clipboard. Yeah, I've still got yeah, his coaching badge. <laughs> I've still got him as a rubbish Viking now, where all the other Vikings are going off to do some pillaging on the boats, and it's like. Yeah, if you if you just stay back with the women and do the washing with the things, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, uh, how much faster was Bottas than Hamilton? He was tenth, wasn't it? Um, not even a tenth. It was um, eight hundredths. Mm. So the 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 thing we were talking about before about. Teams the running same similar programs, programs and yeah. just seeing how, how evenly matched the drivers Sorry, 8, are. Sorry, 8,000th. 8,000th. Yeah. Right, okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's good for, for Valtteri, but, uh, you know, and he, that picks his, probably picks his confidence up a bit that he's trying to rebuild over the winter. Um, the, the fact that he can, all right, okay, he is faster, but let's not get carried away. He's yeah. at least, he can at least know that he can match his teammate on a testing day. He's not completely broken. It's Everything's fine. Day. I can go into this year feeling a lot better about myself. Yeah, I think well, yeah. one hiccup though, like the you look at the you look at the uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a rubbish beard, isn't it? It is a rubbish beard, but it does suit him. <laughs> uh, I, I from Valtteri Bottas, I would expect a B tier beard. Um, He's... You're only saying that because you've actually got two beards at once. Though. I've got a great beard. It's my birthright. <laughs> um, but. 
But you were doing beards before they became fashionable. <laughs> yeah, and, and my, my, <laughs> my father's father was doing beards before that. And his father's father was, well, <laughs> we, don't, we, we, we don't know. But, um, <laughs> but one, one thing that we did see from Mercedes was obviously no qualifying sims. No, uh, no real flying laps. Mm -hmm. Just every team runs a different uh, program. Stick the car on the track and drive the hell out of it, which is the Mercedes way of doing things. Unless Real. they're in trouble. Unless they are genuinely in trouble. I don't think they are. I do. I. I no. It, I would find it strange. I mean, look at McLaren. I mean, we don't know that Carlos Sainz didn't run a really quick qualifying program right. At the you know to when he did his lap. I'm sure anyone in the 18s run, was running a, a lower fuel quality lap on. Yeah, time, possibly. Yes. But the, you know, you got the Mercedes. Who who may have just been pootling around, and then they look, they've looked at then, you know, if somebody has just accidentally said out loud in a paddock, "Good qualifying run, Carlos," and somebody from Mercedes has mm. heard that, you know, like yeah, <laughs> they, they could look at that data mm. and go, "We weren't even trying, and we we're only that far off them on those tires. We could yeah. probably, yeah, we were all right. We're in good shape." Or as it's you say, Mercedes philosophy to make sure everything's working, and then go looking for the performance. Yeah, always. I think Mercedes are potentially going to be very, uh, very scary this year because when they launched the car, Toto Wolff said that they fixed the problems that were there with last year's car. And shit, if last year's car had problems and and Hamilton's genuine reaction to going out on that one lap at Silverstone when he when he let it go a little yeah. bit on the hangar straight, mm. burst out laughing and went, "This car is amazing. <laughs> it feels great." Mm. <laughs> if that's that's going to say, even if that's just mind games this early on, yeah. that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> Remembering he's only allowed up to third gear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what was it? The, the best first day at work I've ever had. Yeah. Mm. I just get the feeling that come qualifying in Melbourne, that Mercedes is going to be the most terrifying thing on the grid. I don't know, but... Mercedes historically hasn't been great in Australia. No, they usually very they usually start quite tentatively, don't they? Yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, it's it's realistically, I think it's down to Red Bull and Ferrari to see what what they've got. You know what I mean? This we do, we don't know what the other teams have got. We don't know. What don't know what anyone's got. No. That's the thing. Mm. We are literally one day into testing. I I find it interesting that. Mercedes sort of long run pace what they what they were doing was very similar to what Ferrari's long pace run was and what McLaren's long pace runs were and what Red Bulls were and then when the guys that we think were doing quali runs put quali runs in they were all pretty similar as well so I, I yeah. think that if there's anything we can sort of gather from this test is we might be looking at a reasonably close grid. And that would be ace. And it has been said all through the off-season from, uh, from some of the other teams that these aero regs do lean in the favour of the lower teams more to bunch the pack up. But would you feel that disappointed if you were the team at the back of the pack at the end of today, Renault, who were both drivers? I yes. don't think Renault have a lot to be disappointed about today. Because they were on the same hard tyres that Mercedes were running for their fastest laps, and they're and they're what, like what a eight, tenth eight down. Tenths, oh, was it eight tenths down on eight Mercedes? Tenths down, yeah, oh, okay. on Mercedes, on Mercedes, and they were running the same tire, running the same tyres. I would say that's bad news. 
It's not great, but it's day one of testing. Mm. Also, Renault were trying out a lot of different things today because they've massively redesigned the barge board and side pod area of the car yeah. since the uh, since the actual launch images. If mm. you look at the Renault, um, I mean, when the Mercedes came out last mm. week, first first thing you said, Lee, was bloody hell, there's a lot, go- yeah, lot going yeah, on yeah, on yeah. the sides. Renault is now pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the there is just that much aero work going on the sides of the car. It's obvious that they were testing and installing all that because they didn't even have that running on the filming day. Mm. And today, I think, was a case of, right, we'll just throw everything on there and keep the best parts. I hope so, because Renault should be up there, but I can't help thinking that the commitment from Renault itself isn't quite there to its own team. And, you know, and it, in the same way we, we've seen it with the engine, the commitment to getting the engine right hasn't quite been there. And so I, I, I don't know. I th- I've got a funny feeling that if any of the teams, apart, if you take Williams out of it, because it's not, it's, it's not looking good at the minute for Williams and it wasn't good last year. So history would dictate that they're going to be propping the grid up by the looks of it. But I think if there's any team which might sort of get lost a little bit in where in the move forward, it might be Renault. I would hope not. I hope not because they shouldn't be. They should be winning races. They're Renault. Yeah, I mean, just listen to the reason that Danny Rick went to Renault. He said, you know, Renault always find a way of winning races and fighting for championships in Formula One. That's exactly why he went there. Uh, he wasn't wrong when he said that because they always do find a way of winning mm. races and championships. Let's just hope that that happens sooner rather than later. For Danny Rick's sake, and I think also... Da- I think Danny Rick went because of a mixture of uh, the the love Red Bull have for Max Verstappen and maybe not quite having enough faith in Honda. And the Hulk- uh, for Hulkenberg, I, I hope Renault were amazing as well. Because if, if I want to see how good Hulkenberg is, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Danny Rick and Hulkenberg together, they're either going to get on really well mm. and, like... Be like the, the. I think they'll be all right. They'll be like the the the, the loving teammates, you know, like like the ones that you, you mm-hmm. know, bit of a loving at Renault, you know, those two can't yeah. can't do anything wrong together, even if they tag each other in a race, they'll give each other a hug. Sorry, mate, you know, and or within three or four races, it'll be like this guy's a dick. No, I think I think they'll be all right. <laughs> I think Hulkenberg and anyone are going to be fine, except possibly Magnussen, but mm. yeah. Hulkenberg seems to be pretty easygoing. If you think he was up against Perez for years and there was never a scrap of trouble between them. No. Ocon. Good point. Ocon comes yeah. along and Perez and Ocon can't work yeah. together yeah. particularly well. Talking of Ocon, it seems as though he's going to be much more involved as a Mercedes reserve driver than any other Mercedes reserve driver has been involved. Um it looks like he's down at the, as the reserve driver for every team with a Mercedes engine in the back. Yeah, and he's also set, doing all of the setup work for the teams um, from the simulator, uh, and um, being at being at trackside for all of the races. Well, which... this is the best worst case scenario for him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's... he's gone back to his pre-pink helmet colours of red and black, which bizarrely look a lot like George Russell's Mercedes mm. helmet. Although George has now yeah, changed yeah, yeah. his helmet to Williams colours to have a lot more blue on it. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something... Helmet reveals, by the way. Boring? 
The ones yeah. the ones that have come out because don't don't forget, not all of this season's helmets have been officially approved by the FIA. Only because Carlos they've, Sciences. Yeah, they, they haven't all been uh, officially crash tested yet. There's only one of the manufacturers had all its different size helmets yeah. approved. I, I, it's a non-story, though, isn't it? When you when you talk about these these yeah, companies, that I think know. I think it's probably because the FIA dropped the dropped the regulations for this year on the manufacturers a little bit on the late side, mm. so they didn't actually have time to develop what they were building the helmets out of. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I like I say, I think it's just a bit of a non-story. I'm sure I, I can't see someone having to switch brands before the beginning of Australia because the bell doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, the the whole sort of helmet reveal thing in in general, where the driver sits there and goes, "Oh, here's my design for 2019," and then takes a helm, helmet out of a bag and goes, "What do you think, guys?" You look mm. at it and you go, "It's all right. Look, kind, looks kind of like your helmet from last year." I mean, Vettel's wrecked all this. Vettel and his million different helmets put the idea in these people's heads. I used to like it when drivers' helmets sort of stayed the same. Through through the years, because it became an identity yeah. of the driver. Mm. Um, I think I think it's a real shame actually that that we get all these different things. And Carlos Sainz is like a bootlegged Alonso helmet, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's got the same sort of Spanish flag design from his Renault helmet, but where it was black, he's now gone to the blue. Yeah, which is very similar to how Alonso had his helmet. Well, it is, so. no, it is. As if it's a Spanish yeah. driver driving for McLaren. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, I mean, there's, there's there's not really been any driver's helmet that I've seen, and I've gone, oh, I really like that. In actual fact, no helmet, no, no helmet. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the 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 last new design of driver helmet that I saw that I really liked was Vettel's Ferrari design when he when he first came out with the German stripe going over the back of the. Yeah, and, yeah. And that, that was the last new driver design that I thought actually that that that's quite cool. Mine was Juan Pablo Montoya's. <laughs> when he was chrome yeah. no sorry I thought Jensen Button's like brawn coloured one was ace yeah yeah the brawn coloured and, and the, the pink for Papa one as well yeah yeah talking to Jensen Button on the brawn colours he's taking part in a couple of um, Dakar style that. Yeah. desert races in some huge 4 before thing in brawn livery mm. oh nice <laughs> uh, Jensen appears now to have Claim, for Braun. <laughs> claimed white and uh, safety yellow as his own. Yeah. Well, he, well isn't he, his... he had good luck when he was driving in those colours. True. Is he, he number 22 or 23, whatever he was? He, what, what, what's he race in Japan? What's, it, what's the series? Super GT. He, he, hasn't he got his own team in Super GT this season? That's in the white and, white, the white and green colours as well. Bloody hell. So it's, he's, he's clearly he's putting a stamp on that. Brand button. Yeah. Broad button. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't notice that. Um, so, all in all, not a great deal we can tell from day one. We'll know more this time next week because we'll have had a full week's testing. But we have managed to talk for a long time about mm. it. I was going to say we've got nearly an hour and a half out of it. <laughs> I think we're just that we're just that glad that we've actually seen some cars running. Yes, yeah. I, th- I, I do think that there's more. It feels like there might be more to gain from the looking at the testing times this year than I think there might have been in previous years. Because usually when you look at the test at testing times, they're all over the place. But the fact that everything The fact that they're close, close together might tell us something or might, might not. Do. Yeah. It just remains to be seen whether Williams can actually get the car to Barcelona before this week's out. Yeah. 
I really hope they can because I want to lose in a week's testing is that's a really bad sign. Five on Lando Norris for the World Championship. Well, I was going to say I've got my I've checked my uh, my odds on the World Championship and I've got my three drivers. Have you? Yeah, that I'm going to put money on for the World Championship, and I never put money on favourites because what's the point in that? Yeah. What What's Chris's tips then? Charles Leclerc. Strangely enough, outside bet Lando Norris. And who was my other one that I was going to go for? I can't remember who the other one. Oh, Kimi uh, No, it wasn't. It, it might be if this is any good. Uh, the other one was going to be Pierre Gasly. Mm. Interesting. Mm. I, never, I never bet on um, championships and season results because I always forget I've actually put a bet on. Ah, you see. If you, if you bet on mm. the same place that I did, they remind you every now and again. you still got an open bet. You all right with that? Mm. Yes. Do you want to cash in? No. No, I don't want to cash in. I want I, to win I, all of the money. I won nearly 500 quid last year on Formula One over, oh, over the course should, of a season. You, should, had, you had to bet 2,000. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm up. I should probably listen I, to Lee more often the, on my uh, bets. No, it was all... The funny thing was, it was all down to Bottas. <laughs> because, I, because I did the in-play thing, and he always had, like, really low, uh, high odds for getting pole. And he had, he had a couple of poles... And it was one of those ones where I did I, I did, did this stupid thing, go, oh, there's 20 quid. And then he got pole. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's 250 quid. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well. Going to go off, uh, off list before, off we, list. before we total shunt. Off, off least. Because, well, it's the return of the mailbag because we've had a couple of interesting questions. Oh, good Lord. Oh, no. Yeah. People want to ask us things. Yeah. Uh, got one from Adam Smith. Hello, Adam. He says, how big a deal is it for an F1 fan to switch allegiances? I've been a Ferrari fan all my life, but I like what I'm seeing from Renault, and I've secretly pulled for them ever since they made the move to Michelin's in the early 2000s. I don't think it is a big deal to change no. teams. No, no, because... It's, it's, it's not as tribal as, say, football no. or one-on-one on, one on one sports or no. one team against another team sports because there's, there's ten teams out there. You want to see good racing. If you get good racing between... All right, OK, I, I, I'm not that asked about... Um, let's just pick two drivers. Alexander Albon and Kevin Magnussen. But if they have an amazing on-track battle, I'll enjoy it because it's... An amazing on-track battle. Yeah, not not, not because not just not watch it because it's Forest Green Rovers versus Ebbsfleet yeah. United. I, I think, <laughs> you know I think, what I mean? I think the majority of people support a driver, don't they? The, yeah, the you majority can have your favourite drivers. No, but but oh, I yeah. do think the majority of people have like a driver they watch in the same way as you would support a football team or a rugby team or mm. a American peanut holding team. I wouldn't say well, I have baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say I have a favourite driver. I've got. Drivers that I like. Drivers. I've, that... I've always been a driver person. Yeah. You know, and like a, a doesn't matter what one. team they drive for. You just you just yeah, sort of yeah, go yeah, between. Just flow. <laughs> I, I mean, there's always. I've always quite liked McLaren. So what McLaren to do well? Yeah, same here. McLaren and Williams. Yeah. Uh, even though Williams are. I'm a sport be... racist. I I stick up for the Brits. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I I said last week about the reasons why I've always been mm-hmm. sort of pro McLaren, going back to James Hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't really have... I couldn't really say I've got a team. I think a lot of people knock Ferrari for being Ferrari, and a lot of people knock Mercedes for being Mercedes. I think a lot of people love Ferrari. Pro pro the underdogs, so... Yeah, but I mean, if if someone who isn't Mercedes is going to win, fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely, but, you know, if... 
Ferrari are going to one to it in in Monza, for example. Who doesn't want to see that? I don't. Who doesn't want to see a Ferrari one? No, come on. Ferrari one two in Monza would be cool. No, I'd, I'd, I, I, I want to see my driver win. Or Charles Leclerc win in Monaco. No. I want to see my driver He's win. He's got a home race. Okay, sometimes. But his home race is Monaco. Yeah. Not because he lives there, because that's where he's actually from. Monaco, of course, being one of Nico Rosberg's mm. home races. No, it isn't. <laughs> that's just where he lives. That's where his home is. No, rubbish. He raced under a Monegasque licence for a season in go-karts. Yeah. <laughs> and Finnish. And German. And he felt a little bit Italian. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a big thing because there's, there's not a great deal of sort of team allegiances. No. Outside, outside of Italy. No, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, maybe that's why Adam feels a little bit strange, you know, being a Ferrari fan. You know, but he, he feels like the pull towards Renault, which is obviously very not Italian, very French. <laughs> but the Renault car looks cool. The drivers are much more laid back. There's a lot less pressure on Renault than there is on Ferrari. So, yeah, by all means, support Renault. You know, yeah, go for it. I really like Renault's... Support Renault and Ferrari. Yeah, why not? I really like Renault's team wear as well, the black and yellow jacket. Looks they look yeah. cool, yeah. Hope that's answered your question, Adam. Uh, we've had another one from Jeff Cletus Sharp. Jeff Cletus Sharp? You will understand why in a second. Some folk um, will never read it. <laughs> <laughs> On Twitter today, Jeff tried to, talk, uh, tried to explain money laundering to me, so I had to point out the fact that I live in the Isle of Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have an entire street full of money laundrettes. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say anything more. Let's go. Right. Cletus says I recently watched a documentary about the rivalry between Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon in NASCAR. Okay. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, that's what I asked him as well. <laughs> and the interest it created in the sport. We all know about the Senna Prost rivalry. My question is, would F1 benefit from a proper rivalry? I'm tired of hearing how Vettel and Lewis have great respect for each other. I want to see them going at it on and off the track. I know Lewis and Nico got a bit lively at times, but with them being in the same team, it was all dealt with behind closed doors. A real rivalry at the front of the grid would generate so much more interest, do you think? So Jeff's clearly forgot the year where uh, Sebastian Vettel and Lewis Hamilton could literally not look at each other. Yeah, but I know I know what he means. If they'd had a falling out over something, it would have it would have made it so much more not interesting to watch. But the Lewis the Lewis and Massa thing all around the time of "Don't touch me, man." Yeah, Lewis and Alonso was a good one. Damon Hill and Michael Schumacher was a good one. Damon Hill and Jacques Villeneuve uh... they had they had an argument because there was one thing of. Uh... Uh, tomato sauce in the Williams in the Williams garage while they were eating, and it got competitive over which one of one had had it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think you need actual dislike between people for the beach for there to be an interesting and good rivalry going on. It it, uh, it, it is proper sporting rivalries don't need the hate there. No, but it does beef it up a bit for the drama, doesn't it? Yeah. And it gets more people involved. I think that's what Jeff's saying. It does. When you uh, get a press Earnhardt... conference and a driver takes a swipe at another driver and he yeah. throws a hat at them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. The Earnhardt Gordon rivalry got lots more eyes on, you know, 
on NASCAR, but the 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 Rosberg Hamilton rivalry was probably the last one that got eyes on Formula One, and now that's not a thing. The ones who probably watched it for the rivalry drama are sort of, you know, drifted away again. But yeah, a Verstappen Hamilton rivalry. Did we say that... Vettel, Vettel Weber? Vettel Weber would be a good one um, from from recently, but it wasn't for a championship, was it? That's the no. thing. Uh, Verstappen, anyone actually would be a good one for uh, <laughs> Verstappen. And pretty likely, yeah, yeah. Verstappen and whoever's walking past him at the time. Yeah, Verstappen versus Vettel would be a great one. Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, this is purely for drama now. Mm. That the Mercedes isn't really there this year. Uh, it's capable of a few podiums, but the two cars that are consistently winning races are the Ferrari and the Red Bull. And it's towards the sharp end of the season. It's getting to Vettel and Verstappen, who's going to be champion, and it gets a bit nasty, they have a couple of tangles, that would be worth watching. I, I, think, <laughs> I think Hamilton and Verstappen is the one, like, because we've, we saw it with uh, Daniel Ricciardo when, they, when uh, Verstappen and him would get close on track, where they, yeah. they were both going. At Max, e even the reformed Max, that's being a bit more consistent, I don't think he plays well when he's chasing somebody else to overtake, that is as quick as he is. But do you remember the, the hot laps thing as well in, in Austin when it was, was it Johnny Herbert in the car with Lewis Hamilton? Yeah. And they were going up towards the first corner and just like, right, so let's pretend this is the race then. You've got Vettel on your right, Max on, uh, Max is yeah, on your yeah. right, Vettel's on your left, which way do you go? And you went, go left, because Max is on my right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do think Hamilton and probably Vettel as well, could get under Verstappen's skin. Yeah. A lot a lot more than Verstappen could get Hamilton, under someone else's Hamil skin. Hamilton would be able to get under any rival's skin because he is just the expert at the mind games. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, for, you got mind games are a different thing to having actual drama in, in, in the sport. And I think... Mm -hmm. You know, it's, like when Verstappen was. I'm sorry to go back to Verstappen again, but when he, when Verstappen and Ocon had that had that you know feud. Sorry, right. we get a lot of Dutch listeners. So. It wasn't against. It wasn't you know for anything other than. Yeah, I, I say, and it, it wasn't for anything other than a race win. But if it was for a championship, and the two championship rivals were like that, at, literally at each other's throats, mm. it. It would reflect badly, and we probably say how terrible it is that, that this is happening in the sport. They should be able to respect each other like gentlemen, but the crowds would flock, yes. and it would make a brilliant story. And I'll listen to figures. Would it go through the roof? Yeah, I think <laughs> Verstappen, there's a, there's a lot of parallels to be drawn between him and Lewis Hamilton, and I think he's going to have to go through that petulant phase yeah and mm. then and then hopefully become the the type of driver lewis is now where it, he does seem to be very much in the although had a bad al weekend although lewis has never been able to say my dad can kick the crap out of your dad because it isn't true max on the other hand <laughs> I, I would put my money on lewis's dad the guy is jacked <laughs> Here's a, there was a picture of them in the uh, of him and him and Lewis in the gym the other day. Looked like he was sat with his fucking brother. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's jacked. He's definitely, definitely on gear. <laughs> 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 
No, he's 50, he's 50 years old and he's got bulging biceps and stuff like that. There's some... He just looks after himself, Lee. Yeah, TRT. That's what looks after him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I... Uh, Total I, real training. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I think I've seen infomercials for that when I've left the TV on overnight by yeah. mistake. <laughs> Just to avoid any confusion with anyone who's wondering what that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it comes on Eurosport. Like it comes on Eurosport after the shutdown. It's just before the advert for the super mop. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think it's yet to be seen because Verstappen's he, he's had opportunities to win races and he's been fighting for races. It's a whole different ball game to do that week in week out to fight for a championship, and especially right. Right now, when you've got, if Lewis keeps this mindset that he's got, which I don't see him shaking because he needs to keep this to do to finish his goal now, which is either to equal or beat Michael Schumacher. Yeah. Um. That he he was relentless last year, and that's what broke Vettel, and that's what broke Ferrari because they knew if they didn't turn up and they didn't do what they could do to do everything right, Lewis Hamilton was probably going to win the race. And even if they did do everything right, yeah. Lewis Hamilton could still win the race. Yeah, he gave his teammate a nervous breakdown. And he genuinely, genuinely would have a bad race weekend. And it's come okay. Back the, next, yeah. the next weekend, it's okay. I'm in the best car on the grid. I'm the I'm best, the best driver. driver. It was one bad weekend. Yeah. I think that's that's the amazing thing about him at the minute, and that's clearly what he was missing. And I think the funny thing is, is when McLaren was trying to tunnel him away from things, you know, and keep him in, in, insulated within Formula One, and it turns out the best thing for Lewis Hamilton was just to let him do what the fuck he want and just give him a calendar of when the races are. Yeah, be here at this time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, make sure you put your surfboard away by Wednesday night. See you Thursday morning for the pre pre race briefing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any more? Uh, that is it. But I think as we have, as the competition closed a few weeks ago, and this is the first time that the first time that uh, four of us four of us have been together who were judging this one. I think it's a time to go through some haikus. This the, it's the first full team of the the year, isn't it? Yes, this? it is. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Let's go and have a hot alcoholic drink. <laughs> you missed you missed that one. You can still say Happy New Year when it's still time to drink hot alcohol. Oh, right, okay. I think that, that, that was that was the first show of the year when it was... Does that count if I go to the Manx yeah. and get a warm Guinness? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the haikus. Um, got quite a, quite a few entries to the competition. Um... We did narrow it down to three. We voted voted on it amongst us, and one yes. of them one of them won with two votes. However, the top three are. <laughs> can't believe you're actually making me read this out. Yeah, do it. It's third yeah. place. Uh, joint joint second. Joint second. Joint second. With one vote. With one vote. From Dave Roebuck. Not exactly Formula One related, but Lee liked it, so that got his vote. I sat by the pool, and who did I see in there? Michael Barrymore. Look it up on the internet. If you I know stopped it. reading them because I believe so strongly in that <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, also in joint second from Diane Drinkwater, Kimi Raikkonen. The finish now will finish first on a bookshelf. I like good that. effort. Uh, yeah, third one. But the winner, with two votes, is Chris Eyre. There's nothing wrong with the car, except it's on fire. 
Miss Murray Walker. I still stick I like with that my one. vote. Still stick with my vote. So, congratulations to Chris. You win a copy of Kimmy's Book of Haiku. I'll get in touch and uh, sort out posting it in the week. Yes. And I think that is all the all the admin for tonight. Let's total shunt it. Ooh, time for total shunt. This this one has been sent in by somebody, not ri- not written by me with about Who's 20 it been minutes sent notice. In by? This one was sent in by Cammy Hutton. Cam- Cameron Hutton. Yeah. Could be Camouflage. You don't know what his Camouflage first name really is. Hutton. Camouflage Hutton. That's what he is from now on. I did, Come I did, on, I did over-accent that because I didn't pronounce any of the T's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was born. Well done. Correct start. In 1967. 52 this year. I have a large and famous family. We say it could be the Andretti's every time. <laughs> we do. We do. So if it's could, some... Could be... Somebody's 52. The uh, yeah. If it's an Andretti, it'll be Michael, because that's about the right age for him, I reckon. I would agree with that, yeah. Oh, who is patron of the BRDC? Many people. No, it'll be a royal. Oh, I see. Oh, um... It won't be Prince Philip. (laughs) Might be. I think think it's a something of Kent. Either a Duke or Prince. Prince Michael of Kent. It's the one that doesn't do tennis. Probably Prince Michael of Kent. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to slam one in here to help to help slightly. It's not going to help. It's just going to neutralize just, just, somebody. Just, just go third clue. Uh, third third clue. Dan will be useless at this one. <laughs> oh, it's something to do with football then, <laughs> or wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it! Or many other. Is that sports. the third clue? Dan well, will be useless at this one. That's one I've thrown in. All oh, right, <laughs> because because that's no, clue two point five. Number then. T- yeah. number ten. Is is easy enough to be a spaffy, you see. So I've I've, I've right. nudged ten to a ten so, to eleven. So if that was clue three, we need a guess. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Right. So what sports don't you do? Football, wrestling, anything that doesn't involve wheels, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> to be fair, we've been doing this podcast for a while. I'd stick Tony with Fernandez. <laughs> Former, <laughs> former owner of Queen's Park Rangers and caterer and Formula One team. But oh. I don't know how big his family is because Fernandez is a popular name. Um... Also, Flavio Briatore. <laughs> See, same reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but most of his large family, it's debatable. The um, the court orders and DNA tests all haven't been sorted out yet. Is Flavor Flav related to Flavio Briatore? <laughs> he is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have to hurry you. Should we go Flavio Briatore first? Because um, he's owned a football club yeah. and he probably has a big family. I don't actually know. I'm happy with that. Yeah, yep. Flavio Briatore. I have been involved in many team championships. <laughs> <laughs> in many team championships. Hang on. Flavio Briatore is a hell of a lot older than 52. 
Uh, he will be actually. That's a good point. Yeah, Tony Fernandez might be about fifty-two. <laughs> what are you doing? My Apple pencil sticks to the stand. Oh, good lord! <laughs> also, also makes a tick happen on your. Well, I didn't know it was going to stick there, did I? Well, then it, now then you it, do. Then it, then it did, and it was really good fun. What? Something ma- something magnetic sticks to something metal. Yeah, something that is Apple okay. works with something that isn't Apple. <laughs> I think I found the latest rivalry: Lee versus physics. <laughs> Sounds more compelling than man versus food. <laughs> I I like man versus food. I, I miss that show. <laughs> anyway. Uh, next clue. Uh, the one after the team championship. My nephew game. also drove my car. Hmm. An uncle and nephew team. No idea. No. I am a world champion. At what? That's not the game. (laughs) Something that Dan's not into, possibly. We've had Fabien Barthez before, haven't we? Yeah. He's not. Is he? Is he older than fifty-two or younger than fifty-two? He's older than fifty-two. Uh, he's around about fifty-two. He's up. <laughs> I love the fact that the one I threw in there just to make 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 the number up to eleven is the clue you keep going back to. <laughs> it's it's, be about it's the, not. It's not about what you know. It's about what Dan doesn't. <laughs> it'd be about uh, the right age, Fabien Barthez. <laughs> yeah. What about his nephew though? Driving the same car? Is his, is his nephew a racing driver? I don't know, but he has a team. So therefore he has... He owns championships. Yeah. Also, he was... Yeah. Mainly he's, won, he's won a world championship. Yeah, the World Cup. In, yeah. Hmm. In 1998. Mm-hmm. I want to guess as well, don't I? I think Fabian Bartes sounds yeah. like a good, uh, good one to go for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never driven the fastest car. That's because he races in GTs in WEC, and they're not the fastest cars. That makes sense. My daughter is a queen. Mm. That's, yeah... Are we talking Queens of Monaco? No, because it's a princess. princess. Prince and princess, isn't it? Yeah. Adam Lambert's dad. (laughs) (laughs) I I just like to say, Cammy, I think this one is outstanding. Sure, Dan also doesn't know computer games. Not since Mario Kart have I enjoyed one as much as this. <laughs> oh, you yeah. Have, you have one clue left. I think we're going to need it. Yeah. The name I am mostly known for is not my real name. <laughs> <laughs> I thought these were meant to get easier. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is the one that you think could be a Spaffer clue? No, the Spaffer one's the last one. Oh, we're going to need it. I, 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 do, do I, I mean, realistically, if I give you the Spaffer clue and you haven't given me an answer, you're kind of forfeiting it. I think that should be the clue of the Spaffer one. You might, you, you, get, you get the honour of getting one. 
Because we're going to have to start doing points for this, really, I think. People versus the, the team. Mm. Um, it's a little more contentious than the people versus Jerry Sadovitz. <laughs> right. Member of a large and famous family. Yeah. Daughter is a queen. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I've, wor I've worked this out I'm, now. I'm born in 1957. Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. If if we if if we do a spaffer clue, you get a half point for it. We'll start doing the points now. If you do a spaffer clue, you get a half point for it. But you can gamble your half point by putting a full answer in. Do you know what I mean? That's a good way of working it. Then you get a whole point. So it's a whole point. But if we go to the spaffer, it's half a point. Yes. It's going to be, it could be something video game related. And if you don't get it on your spaffer, you lose a point. That's, there's a, there's oh. a gamble. Oh. Now we've got stakes. <sighs> too much, too much for me to remember. Are you, are you going to, are you going to start the season with minus one point? <sighs> I think we might have to start the season on half a point. But Queen Beatrix of the Netherlands abdicated the other year, didn't she? Yeah, but. My daughter is a queen. Which would make her dad. Or which would make her daughter now the queen of the Netherlands. Ah, but Queen Beatrix abdicated and her son took over, so it's her daughter-in-law that's oh. a queen. Okay, so what else have we got along those lines that might work? Because did King Philip of Spain abdicate? A couple of years ago as well? No, uh, King Juan Carlos abdicated and it's... Felipe, that's the king now. The name I'm known by is not mine. I think we're going to need the spaffer, aren't we? Yeah. Hang on, the name I'm known by is not my real name. So that would... Could we be looking at Something like a model of car. But my nephew drove my car. No, I'm done. Too much thinking power. Yeah, yeah. I think we need Spafferers. the spaffer. I lie, I cheat, I steal. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero is part of a massive, famous family. Yeah. Would he be 50? He'd be older than 52, wouldn't he? Eddie Guerrero, he's dead. <laughs> I know that much. I think he would. He would he is his daughter a queen? He would have been about that age. I've no idea if his daughter's a queen. Does his nephew <laughs> drive his car? Who's his nephew? Chavo. I don't know. Hang on. Is, hang on. Wait a second. Eddie Guerrero did have a car that came out... <laughs> This is really weird. He used to drive. He out. used to drive onto the stage with China sat next to him with, in, his, in, in the his, whole Mamacita days. Yes. Can I have a guess? Should we go for it? Yeah, what well, against Eddie Guerrero? I'm a world champ. I've uh, won many team championships. Tag team championships. I've been multi, multiple time tag team champion. Yeah. I have won uh, a world championship. I was WWE world champion. World yeah. champion. Uh, Bouncy car. My daughter is a queen. She is uh, known as the queen of FCW for the championship wrestling. Uh, 
And Eddie Guerrero is not my real name. I'm Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> Chris, that was that was bloody from, brilliant. From the spaffer, though, you know that's right. Total shunt, Point half five. point. <laughs> that's a that's a weird total shunt. <laughs> vaguely car related, vaguely vaguely motorsport related, very vaguely. It's the first one that someone's managed to crowbar wrestling into, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Right, Formula Lee. And here's where we have the jump cut because I haven't had a chance to put everything together. So I will record it and announce the next challenge in the morning. Hello. Well, no, actually, I'll record it in the morning and you'll hear it now. Yeah. Where would we be without a jump cut? So here's the Formula Lee top five. In fifth place, we've got Ayrton Antonucci, 137.665. In fourth was Tervil Atanazov with 137.655. Fourth was Michael J. Kello. Thanks for telling me how to pronounce your surname, by the way. 137.315. Alberto Rolden in second, 137.323. And uh, this week's winner was Kyle Armstrong, 136.437. Nice time. One more race to go in the Winter Series before the 2019 season starts. And because it's testing, we're going to have it in Barcelona. And because we didn't get to see a Williams for the first two and a half days, it's going to be in a good one. It's going to be in the 1992 FW14B. And we'll have this one in the dry. You've got until Monday the 4th of March to get it in, 7 o'clock UK time, 2 o'clock Eastern US time. Get them in, in the usual, get your times in in the usual ways. And uh, back to the show. There's the mark. Um, that... About wraps it up for this week. Uh, Great Formula Lee, everyone. <laughs> well done. Just to say... If, the winner. <laughs> if Congratulations to the winner. <laughs> well done, Steve. <laughs> if you want to send a total shunt in, you can do that by... Uh, you can tweet me at a total shunt. Or if you want, send one by email to three legs four wheels at gmail.com where I keep a lot of ones in reserve for weeks that Lee can't be here. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah, no, that confuses things. Just send them to me and then if I'm not here, I can send one to you. Mm -hmm. That's much easier because otherwise I'll run out. Fair enough. Yeah. In that case, don't email them. But if you mm -hmm. want to email about anything else, three legs four wheels yeah. at gmail.com. Um, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at three legs four wheels or individually at. Dan Dankleton at Flood21. And at Pablo100. And Sean is at Sean Cowper. Mm. Uh, look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash three legs four wheels. Mm. We're about on Instagram as well. Just do a search for us on there. And um, not forgetting the extra Patreon show every week for our wonderful Patreon subscribers, pledges, and donators. Uh, gets you an extra show every week. And everything you donate goes straight into the podcast where we uh, use it to pay for things like hosting, software, hardware spares. I will order those mic. I will order some new mic cables this week, mm -hmm. and you can get that on patreoncom slash 3 legs 4 wheels yeah. Also, if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram, I use Instagram more now. If you look for a total shunt, I should be on Instagram somewhere. I don't think we follow you yet. I'll have a look for you. Um, all right, we'll be back next week. We'll have more on the first week of testing, and a look forward to week two. Yeah, bye, see you next week. Bye. bye. bye.